Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Off the Hook, airing on OffTheHookSports.com. Your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. The Off the Hook podcast at OffTheHookSports.com or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you go for your favorite podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Off the Hook with Dave Hooker starts now. It is one of my favorite times in the week, visiting with Jacob Warren, Tennessee tight end, and it's brought to you by Bassey Lawn and Garden. I'll tell you more about Bassey Lawn and Garden momentarily. I do want to remind you, though, that uh, Jacob and I get to visit each and every week, previewing the upcoming, upcoming opponent and looking back on last week, which went pretty well. So mm-hmm. if you want to be a part of that, we would encourage it. Hit that subscribe and like button and turn your notifications on. So notifications on for Jacob. That's what we're shooting for. Jacob, how are you, sir? I'm fantastic. I'm very good. How are you? I'm well. Uh, I don't see how I don't see how Thursday night could have gone any better. Went, went pretty well. Were you pleased? Yeah, I was pleased. Unfortunately, they put some points on the on the board. You obviously you want to have a shutout, and you want to you want that for the defense, right? Just as kind of a just a thing that they accomplishment that they did. But um, no, yeah, you you leave that game, you know, happy that you know you take care of business against an opponent that you should take care of business against. You know, there should be um, no real question whether or not you know, we should have won that game, I guess, you know, on the, from the outside looking in, you know I mean? As, as Tennessee playing ball state. Um, so yeah, it's good to go up and, and put some points on the board. And, you know, again, you watch the film and there's all types of things that we could have done to, to put up 70, right. Instead of just 59 or whatever it ended up being that we had, but um, yeah, you walk away with a good taste in your mouth and just like, yeah, that was a good first game, a good um, opener, whatever. And now let's get ready to kind of get into the, to the thick of it. Yeah, and we would have looked forward to Pitt, of course. I got a couple more questions about the, the Ball State game. Uh, it's brought yeah. to you by Bassey Lawn and Garden. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Bassey Lawn and Garden has the 
industrial mowers. They've got the commercial mowers. They've got the residential mowers right there in Cleveland, Bassey Lawn and Garden. So, Jacob, from talking to you and Cooper, I felt very confident that you guys would be composed on Thursday. There was really zero question in my mind. I'm terrible at picking games, but I picked the score 56 to 16. So I was pretty close. Yeah. Um, and I'm horrible at that, Jacob. Horrible. Right. Uh, <laughs> so how confident were you? I mean, take me back. Vol walk everything day of because I had really zero doubt that you guys were going to play really well. Yeah, I think that, you know, we felt the same way, like just kind of in the hotel and, and going through all of our, our, you know, tips and reminders and our, our you know, game plans or whatever it is that you're going through. And it, it's I think the confidence just came from preparation, really, like it, um, we've had multiple weeks to prepare for for that game in particular. So everyone is kind of sick of watching, you know, the same film over and over and over again. So it was it was like. Like we understand exactly what we're getting with them, and um, you know, they, like I think I might have mentioned it last week. You know, they came out um, and played something completely different than what we thought they were going to. You know, we we were expecting one thing as far as like the fronts and in the in the back end, and um, kind of ha- had a feeling that they could give us some different stuff, and, and they ended up getting to it, and and we were still able to have some success and 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 be able to adjust to it. So. Um, yeah, I think just the amount of preparation going into it, we were able to just confidently go out there and, and play. Yeah, uh, Coop had said that uh, Cooper Mace, um, he had said that they they dropped eight. So was that mm-hmm. a little surprising? Was it was that did that take you aback at all, or is it a little different? Yeah, I mean, it's <clears throat> that's the solution for a lot of teams. I think when they play us, is um, they don't really if they don't really know what else to do, they'll just kind of drop everybody out of there and. Um, you know, obviously with their backs, they'll play run fits. So they'll see if it's going to be a run. If it's not a run, they're all flying out of there and getting out of and getting out into zones and trying to cover up windows and, and all this other stuff. So um, not surprising that you see it. But um, like I said, not exactly what they put on film against other people. And then you see it pop up against us. And now our playbook is somewhat limited to what we're able to do just because, you know, obviously we adjust and we do we kind of change plays that we have or whatever or we throw plays out that we had that were that were going to be good against the original defense we thought they were going to play but um still just being able to go execute the basic plays that we have that that be drop eight you know what i mean that are good against drop eight and and uh executing those at a high level uh tight end has always been my favorite position not because talking to you but uh just the fact that you're a little bit of a blocker a little bit of a, a receiver mm-hmm. so yeah yeah sometimes you look at the stat sheet and you might not see a catch, but that tight end played incredibly well because of what was whether he blocked or how he was able to handle protection or on and on and on. Yeah. So when you go back and look at how you played, mm-hmm. how do you think you played? How yeah, I mean, I think that, right. I think that's a, a perfect example of what you said. Like I didn't didn't have any catches in the game. Um I don't even know if the tight ends had any catches at all. Um, uh, I think uh I'm trying to they had one. But, um, you know, regardless, it, and that's kind of due to a lot of the stuff that we talked about with, with the drop eight stuff, a lot of the things that we may have had in that were for us specifically, um, you just can't you can't run it versus drop eight. Like, it's just not going to work, right? It's, it's, a, it's a bad play call into the particular coverage. So, um, obviously, it's 
unfortunate, I guess, that that we don't get many targets in that game. But um, I think what we were able to do, me personally, um, Princeton, even Hunter Hunter Salmon. I don't know if you if you noticed him number eighty nine, um, mm-hmm. in there. He was doing a good job too. But um, yeah, just kind of when we when you realize like, all right, it's not going to be one of those games where you're catching you know, every third down, they're not coming to you every third down. They're not trying to get the ball to the flat because we just can't, right? Everything's covered down. You kind of have to commit to, all right, what's going on in the run game? Like, seriously, let's go and get in with the O-linemen, try to figure out all the details of what they're doing, and let's just try to be the best we can um, in that aspect of the game. And I think I think I played pretty well in the box uh, Thursday. Um, you know, first game, there's a lot of things that <clears throat> you kind of just have to get used to, whether it's timing or – um, understanding when to trigger on, on blocks and when to kind of be more, maybe not hesitant, but be more patient. Um, you know, some of the stuff when you're really down there, short yardage, you know, understanding that hat placement, you know, it's, it's got to be perfect and you've got to bring hands. You can't just kind of lean on people. And so, you know, those are things that you kind of, you realize as you go through the first game, I'm like, okay, I got, I got to get better about that. I can't, I can't lunge. I can't lean. I can't, um, just throw my hat in there unless, you know, unless it's a specific play where it doesn't really matter. If we just need one yard, I just got to go get it. So, um, yeah, I think played pretty decent for, for the first game. And I think Princeton did the same. Hunter did the same, like I mentioned. And so, yeah, um, pretty good overall, I guess. No, I thought, thought it was good stuff. And um, I know that when, when ball is your life 24-7, that you're not sitting at home watching every single game but it, it, right. the fact you guys had a thursday game it, it does make me wonder did anything else stand out to you as far as college football this weekend specifically the sec yeah i think um <clears throat> i mean you had games where like you had bama versus utah state right and you got your lsus and your florida states and you got you know georgia versus oregon i thought that was was gonna be a pretty good matchup and then georgia obviously comes out and does what they do and um, you see a lot of teams across the SEC like handling business, right? Like doing exactly, I guess, similar to what we did, right? You have a team that they should be, that they are probably more talented than, and they go out and they handle business. And so then you have, you know, all these other games that are great games. And obviously the Pittsburgh game, is it was interesting because, you know, we play them next week and they play West Virginia pretty close. And, you know, West Virginia's got a good offense, good quarterback, and um, we have good offense, good quarterback. So it was it was cool to see kind of just how their defense played. They got a fast defense and um, some good athletes on there, some older guys. So it's good to kind of watch them live and well, not live, but you know, be able to watch that game and and just kind of see um, how they're playing and what they look like this year. Um, but yeah, I think um, on a Saturday where we don't have football, like you said, like I'm not I'm not type to just sit down all day and just watch. I think you know it, it's important for me to kind of get away from it at times and, and, and go spend some time doing other things. So, you know, obviously if I'm at somewhere and there's a TV on, like I was at dinner and the TV was on and sure enough, like the Bama game was on and the Ohio state game was playing and that was a great game too. So, you know, just being able to watch it and, and be, you know, just a fan for once of, of just the game is, was cool, but definitely not sitting at my house with four monitors you know, <laughs> looking at all the, di- all the different games back and forth. That's not, that's not me. So, <laughs> That's very understandable. Uh, conversation with Jacob, the ball report brought to you by Bassey Lawn and Garden. They've got the hedgers, trimmers. They've got the financing. They've got everything you need right there at Bassey Lawn and Garden. Man alive. It is worth the drive. So 
Let's go ahead and turn to Pitt. I want to remind people to hit that subscribe and like button and feel free to leave a comment uh, below if you got a question you want me to ask Jacob uh, maybe next week. But let's turn to Pitt. So uh, let's, let's kind of start from the beginning. What do you take away from the game last year? Uh, yeah. Played it and not going your way. You take away from that. Um, so there's there's reoccurring like talks about this game and the end of the game and how how it ended right and how you know this is kind of you know not on anyone in particular but just the team as a whole understanding like it it was truly just a communication um, lapse right the coaches are saying one thing the players are not able to to hear the message and to remember it whenever st- stuff like is super important right the last play of the game not of the game, but, you know, the last play to go win the game, right, essentially. Right. Um, and we make mistakes, and we don't win the game. And so that's kind of been that play, or, like, that game in particular has been the one that we've all been using as, like, man, like, it's so important, so crucial that we lock into details when it's the end of practice and, you know, we're trying to to do something, whether it's a fourth-quarter finish drill or, you know, we're driving for eight plays at the end of practice just to kind of get our conditioning going. It's It's, like – man, like lock into the details. Remember what happened at Pitt, like not going back as to, you know, what happened last year. Cause at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter, but you know, just trying to not make that mistake again. So obviously going back to the game, uh, their defensive front was, was a very solid unit. Um, they returned a lot of those guys and uh, a couple of good linebackers, um, a couple of good defensive ends, some good interior guys. Um, so obviously going to be more challenging this week up front. Uh, they play with a lot of speed, and their front their front guys play with a lot of power. Um, haven't looked a lot at their back end at their at their defensive secondary, but um, again, like I fully convinced we have you know one of the better wide receiver cores in the nation, so I think they'll be able to handle that pretty well. Um, so yeah, it, it should be a great game, uh, just like it was last year. Um, and hopefully, can again lock into just the small things and be able to handle our business. And it'll be cool to go up there and play at. I know it's not Heinz Field anymore, but I don't know the name of the actual stadium, <laughs> what it is now, but <laughs> play it at Heinz Field, I'll call it, and and just kind of get that experience, and and it'll be, I'm sure the crowd will be crazy, so uh, super excited. Yeah, I'm um, not sure what it's called either. I think yeah, Heinz uh, <laughs> <Tides> Field. <laughs> um, when when you play a smaller opponent that maybe is is a little bit more based off of of speed, um, mm-hmm. a defense front so to speak um as opposed to those you know i I think of the big the big defensive tackles that are in the sec Mm -hmm. but you play a front like that how how do things change um i mean it's more about just thinking about what they would do to stop it right played playing to their advantages understanding that you know they're quick you'd say that kind of brings in some twist games some stunts for the dns and the d linemen and you know, linebackers moving all over the place and, and twisting and crossing and coming off the edge and, and you know, defensive ends hitting into the A-gap, stuff like that, just because they're able to do it athletically. Um, so that's something kind of something you just have to anticipate and just understand, like, this is probably, you know, what we might see. Um, so being gap sound whenever you're running gap schemes, um, having the right hat place when we're running zone schemes and understanding, like, all right, I'm just going to come, I'm just going to come through on my zone, whatever falls into me, I'm going to take it right. Regardless of it's, if it's the guy looping or if it's a linebacker crossing my face, whatever. So um, just being super, super sound and, and um, you know, what type of play is it? If it's a run play, I'm um, an understanding, 
what they could do, what they're trying to do uh, with their personnel, I guess. I wonder how much you've, you've seen that in practice, because I know this is the flip side of the ball, but mm-hmm. I thought up front that uh, you guys showed a lot of different looks on the defensive side. I thought, and yeah. I know you're paying attention to that. You got other things going on, right. but did you, did you see a more multiple defensive front in practice heading up to this season than you saw last year? Because I saw a lot of different looks on Thursday. Yeah, that was definitely, I think, an emphasis for our defense, for our team, was just becoming – like like multiple is a good word to use, and a lot of people use that. I'm um, just becoming more multiple, being able to do different things and uh, being able to, to get big with the same guys that you're, you know, trying to speed rush with and that you're trying to do twist game with and and having the ability with your athletes to, to do a lot of different things. And so, um, yeah, like you said, I'm not – too concerned, I guess. Obviously, I'm watching on the jumbotron and stuff, but I'm not just locked into what the defensive front's doing or, or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that they did a good job of kind of implementing that, and, and we saw it a lot in practice. Whether it's blitz pickup, and you like, whoa, whoa, whoa what just happened? Like, let's we got to run that one back and make sure that we're good on that protection because that way, that was something different, right? So um, they definitely done a good job of, of, of kind of getting there, I guess. So when you said. I would think that would make it more difficult for the second team you would play when they see a bunch of different looks out of the defensive front. So you've probably been in that position where you've mm-hmm. been watching tape and you've seen a bunch of different looks. I mean, mm-hmm. how, do you think Pitt has a little bit more to prepare for maybe than they would like? Yeah. At that point, like, what do you focus on, right? Like, what do you – do you just be like, okay, you could literally get anything, so let's run something that's good against – all of it right is there is there a play that's good against all of it um i don't know but um you know when i guess when we have a defense that we're trying to prepare for that can do so many different things it's like all right we got to go in with a plan for four down a plan for three down a plan for you know if they're getting like i said into the drop eight stuff if they're plugging their backers you know we're going to this and um and you have time to do that i think as the week goes on you can kind of focus on the different things but it's a lot it's a lot for quarterbacks it's a lot for the offensive line and um, yeah, so it kind of definitely makes it makes it difficult for sure to prepare for it. I want to ask you about one guy that I, I really um, I, I felt good for because he, he was such a topic of conversation. Here he is six days away, not knowing if he's going to play. And I'm talking about Brew McCoy. And mm-hmm. not only is he eligible, but you guys were able to get him in the game plan with six days out or actually seven. I think you guys knew a week before. But um, – just seeing him make a couple of plays, make a couple of catches. I know you said you guys have kind of hit it off. What did mm-hmm. what did that mean for him? You think after just being in this uncertainty of a month? Yeah, um, <clears throat> and I talked about this last week. I think it's it's cool that um, you see him come to work every day and and come in there and truly like go like go hard, right? Like prepare and get ready for him to be playing right with without even knowing whether he's going to be able to or not and without knowing if he was going to get granted his eligibility whatever so um super cool to see him kind of just commit to it with like without knowing um and then it it ended up working out for him and him being completely ready to to take on that role and and to make plays like you said like he caught 
a couple balls. I don't remember exactly how many, but caught a few balls, made, you know, made some big plays and and the crowd was super excited, obviously, whenever he would catch the ball, all of them yelling, Boo, whatever. And everyone thought he was, they were booing him. Like, no, they're not booing him. <laughs> they're saying his name. <laughs> like, but um, no, it was cool for sure. It, it was great to see him and great to see some of our other guys making plays. Um, Walker Merrill with the touchdown catch in the, in the South end zone. And that was the first touchdown he scored, right? And he's a younger guy. He's kind of coming along. But, you know, seeing guys like that, it's super awesome and, and, and uh, fun to watch them kind of come along and make plays. Last thing, and I, I know you got things to do, but I just was really impressed by the overall composure, and I think that probably starts at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if you – if is there any way to describe how different Hendon Hooker and – September of 2022 is as opposed to Hendon Hooker September 2021. Yeah. Um, man, I think he's just, um, I don't even know. We, we talk about not being greedy, right? Try in this offense. We, we're not being greedy. We're going to take what we can get. We're going to be smart. Hendon Hooker was one of the most efficient, if not the most efficient quarterbacks in the country last year, if that's right, I'm pretty sure has 30 something touchdown passes and only has like three interceptions. Right. And so being smart with the ball is something that he's always been really good at, but now it's, you know, how do I make others look good? Like how do I truly, you know, get through my whole progression and, you know, find that running back on a check down or extend plays on my feet. And, and, and instead of just taking off and running, like keeping my eyes downfield, trying to find other, like trying to find guys to get the ball to whatever. Um, you know, no, there's, there's times when we are out there and, um, again, like something might not be right. And he's able to just calmly, you know, say like, Hey, easy, easy. Like, let's try to get into the right look or let's try to get into the right, you know, protection or whatever. And we you know whether it's sliding it the other way and seeing that their safeties, the safeties are spun the, the way that he didn't think they would be getting the offensive line on the right page. And obviously he's doing it to protect himself. Right. So at the end of the day, you know, he's, he's looking out for himself, but he's also trying to make plays and trying to, trying to look out for the team at the same time. So uh, yeah, just things like that is, is cool to see from an experienced quarterback like him. It was an impressive night. Uh, congrats. Um, again, I wasn't surprised because of talking to you and Cooper. I just felt like you guys were confident, but yeah. To actually do it and get it done must feel good. So congratulations, you buddy. If I don't talk to you, uh, you. best of luck before before the pick game. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. He is uh, Jacob Warren. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports brought to you by Bassey Lawn and Garden. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Perfect. 
Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.